Hello, sustainable friends, and welcome to Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond podcast. Here we will share bold and innovative solutions that will help us tackle social, economic, and environmental issues that affect sustainable development. The Let's Act podcast series will amplify voices of people from communities, businesses, academia, civil society organizations, and more who will share real experiences that will drive development for an Africa we want. My name is Tokumbo, Talks for short, Ifachiroti, and I am your host. It is time. Let's act, Africa. Hello, hello, and welcome to our podcast titled Let's Act, Sustainably Developing Africa and Beyond. The topic is robotics, adding value and service through remote working from Nigeria. I've got a guest with me, Davis Iyanu Ogushina, and I'm sure you'll be excited to hear about him. I'm going to get him to just tell us a snippet about himself, but the key thing that I picked up about him after doing my research is that he is a self-motivated youth with a willingness to learn. For me, that's the mantra that a lot of our youth, especially on the African continent, have and imbibe. But then most times it's opportunities that they're looking for to showcase the skills that they have, the experiences they've developed along the way. And that willingness to learn is always there. So wherever they find themselves, they always make sure that they put their A game forward. So with that in mind, I'm going to say, hello, Davis. How are you? Thank you very much, bro, for allowing me to be here. I really appreciate everything. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Should I call you Davis or Yanu? Which do you prefer? Uh, Davis. Tell me more about Davis. Who are you? I'm a Nigerian. Uh, I'm a motivated youth, also a robotics engineer, working for Alexin Robotica in the United Kingdom as an application lead engineer, Mumbai Robotics, Talking about mobile robotics, autonomous mobile robots, the ability for a robot to navigate from a point, from point A to point B, without human intervention. Yeah, I'm strong. Uh, I like to uh, motivate youth in the aspect of robotics and artificial intelligence around Africa and across the world. Um, I'm diligent and I'm open to learn more things and more skills. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Now, you've actually also gone a step further. Because with robotics and artificial intelligence, it's been around for a long time, but right now it's getting a lot of, should I say, traction. And that's because a lot of businesses are trying to figure out what else that they can put in place in terms of processes to automate, you know, maybe manufacturing or material handling or improving the quality of their products. Can you give me an example of where you've used your robotics training and experience to improve the services of any product or company that you've worked with? Yeah, thank you very much for that question. So basically right now, in the company I work for, we build autonomous mobile robots. So what this robot does is that uh, the robot is for supermarkets. So you can, uh, it's like a cart in which can pick load from point C to point B. So it has like, you can tell the robot to go to a particular location in the supermarket to pick a particular good, then you tell it to navigate back to you or you control it back to you. So um, the robot we build, uh, autonomous mobile robots, then we, which can be used in industries, mm. also can be used in hospitals like 
you tell, like, for example, now you come to a, a newcomer in the hospital and everything, and you tell the robot, okay, where can I, what location can I, can you take me to, to uh, see the doctor or to see, like, uh, a nurse or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you have to do is, like, okay, you come into the entrance, you tell the robot, you just type on the, uh, the screen of the robot, and you tell the robot, okay, take me to this particular location. Since yeah. we're uh, robotics engineers, are we already programmed, we already programmed this robot to be able to navigate from point A to point B in a particular mm. region, a particular location. So what the robot does actually does navigate to that location. So it makes work more easier for man in the sense that it makes things more easier, it makes things more better, it makes things more constructed, and it makes things more elaborated in the sense that, okay, for example, now the robot takes you from point A to point B. Normally, you just have to like start searching for the location where the nurse is, where the doctor is, and yeah. where the patients that you're looking for is. So everything does become so easy. Now let's talk, that's talking about the hospital. Now talking about industry. Now we build robots for industries to really take heavy load. The robots, they call it payload, the ability for a robot to, to amount of load. For example, mm-hmm. you can build robots to take a capacity of 100 kg. That's like <laughs> more than a human weight or something. So yeah. instead of you instead of you taking a heavy load by yourself, like so more people, Carrying a heavy load from one point to another, you can just tell the robot, okay, I put this load on this robot. Now navigate from point A to point B. Then the robot does go by itself without human what intervention. That sounds very interesting because when you give those commands to, to the robots, you know, to, to do all that, a picture that just came to my mind is, you know, maybe in agriculture, people have done a lot of farming, you know, to move their goods from point A to point B. Or maybe if we're looking at, I don't know, something to do with going to the moon, you know, you can get the robots to carry all sorts of things from point A to point B. I distill that down. There's the narrative that a lot of people are scared that robotics is now going to take over their jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is a substitute for human actions to a degree. But I tend to believe that we still need the human beings, you know, to to do those commands and to make sure that the robots do what they need to do and, you know, provide a good quality and fit for service process and, and activity. But what are your thoughts in that space? Yeah, uh, I've heard a lot of things about this. One of my friends told me that robotics and AI is dangerous in the sense that, for example, robotics and AI can also mimic that mm. human uh, speech. They call it NLP, natural language processing, for ability for a robot or an AI algorithm to be able to mimic human speech. So what you have to do is like you train it yes. to use like mimic uh, the way you talk, the way the way the way you speak, and mm-hmm. the way you do things. You get now talking about robotics the things of saying that okay to so take over a uh, human job and uh, take over everything we have. And I don't have, the thing is that first thing I want I want to ask you a question. If we don't have all this, so how would the society develop yeah. in the sense how would the society improve? So that's the reason why we have, we need to make all these uh, devices, all these smart systems, all these algorithms to be able to make the society, uh, the world to improve in certain way. Because AI is, AI is advancing every day. Now, talking about that, an AI algorithm that was just released on popular last year called ChatGPT. I don't know if you heard about ChatGPT before. So yeah. the, what ChatGPT does is that you can ask it anything. So what they do is that they already train this uh, uh, data set and to know anything you ask it now with a lot of uh, data around cross society and cross world. So, so now you ask it, uh, ChatGPT that, okay, tell me, write me a code that can be able to like make a robot to be able to navigate in a map, in a particular mm-hmm. map or a location, a static map. For example, static map in the sense like, okay, you have like a map 
of of your your house yeah. your house right now and, and for you to get that map of your house you need sensors you have to have a sensor on the robot that can to both take both the map the, uh, the map coordinates like the xy and z coordinates of the map that's orientation on the xy position coordinates and the rest of the map so now you can see ChatGPT. I have a map which I've already uploaded on the robot. Now for the robot to navigate, can you write me a code and tell the robot to navigate from point A to point B in that particular map? So it makes everything easy for you. You don't you don't don't need to like start writing code from scratch. Now you have experience in C++ and Python because those are the basic programming language using robotics yeah. and Python. So if you have an experience, you can say, okay, ChatGPT, write me like half of this code, then it writes it for you, then you complete it. It's not you writing from scratch. Uh, we need to like to keep adjusting to this because AI and robotics is going to be something that keeps improving every day. Mm. I tend to frame a lot of my work around the sustainable development goals. And as you quite rightly pointed out, there's a need for us to to move forward and development is key. We cannot remain static. And so different companies, different people are always coming up with different innovations that can help feed this transition um, between where we are now to where we need to get, especially by the year 2013. So I do understand the notion of artificial intelligence and, and also trying to make sure that it speeds up whatever it is, either that speech recognition, visual perception that you talked about, decision-making, so that users or customers can understand what we want in record time and get work done. The other thing that I want to bring back home is in the developed world, a lot of work is going on, you know, to try to understand what else can be put in place to fast track, you know. So, you know, you mentioned something about C++ and, and Python. And when we distill that further down um, to what's happening on the African continent, are we in a place are we at par as developed countries when it comes to artificial intelligence or you know the advent of robotics? The only thing I can actually say now, talk about my country, Nigeria, is that um, things like um, robotics, AI, um, C plus plus Python programming language, which I use in this field, should be uh, taught very well in school in the sense that should be like curriculum in secondary schools and high schools, even primary schools. Because I had, I, had, I had a discussion with someone in the U.S. and he told me that his kid is just five and he's already building websites, like websites that people are already using. Mm. That he, the kid actually uses websites for his company. I was like, wow, <laughs> why can't you have that in Nigeria? But oh. we, can't, we can't actually blame us again in the sense that our government has not actually put these things in place for us. And I, I also advise the government to really put this in place that, for example, now we need Invent, we need to put this into curriculums of schools from scratch, not just teaching uh, Arduinos and the rest. Arduino is like a microcontroller for robotics. We need to like go to the difficult tasks, not just learning how to code. Now, for example, you can learn how to code, but you need to use what you learned to what to be able to solve a problem. Mm. Because robotics and AI is just about solving a problem, solving a problem, solving a problem, solving a problem. Because Take without solving the problem, I, I feel it's useless because it's like a waste of time. Yeah. Now, I said something about autonomous robot before. Yes, yeah. autonomous robot, you beat an autonomous robot, so it's like it's solving like 90% non problem in the sense that it's doing most of the things that a human wants to do by itself. Now, yeah. you have autonomous robots. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting it? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 So you have an autonomous robot. Now, the robot has a base, a base like four wheel drive, it has a car, um, four. DC motors with uh, a tire and which, which adds weight the tire to move. Then you have yeah. a robot arm. 
Now, if you call that robot, now you like you have that robot 100% working and ready for use by man, and you you buy that robot or you call it yourself as, as somebody who has experience with AI and robotics after yeah. learning from maybe from scratch and everything, you can see okay, you have a robot arm mounted on the robot on the uh, the car car like robot, then you can tell the robot okay, go somewhere. You can have an AI algorithm and a camera on the robots which is running on computer vision, open CV and the rest, and already libraries for computer vision. Then you can mm-hmm. say, okay, okay, you can you train the camera to be to identify a particular object in your kitchen, only knife, you have a bread, you have um, you have a drink, you have like certain things. You say, okay, you tell the robot, okay, drive from where I am into the kitchen and pick this. Mm-hmm. You get so the robot drives itself, then it goes there and locates this guess and yeah. it just picks it up and it comes back to you and gives it to you, gives it to you. So it's solving a lot of problems. When I see um, people going to school every day, I'm, I'm like, I don't know how to tell them that it's better for you to learn something in which can benefit you in the future. It's like this AI and, and robots because a lot of schools right now in Nigeria don't really deep, um, put in deep knowledge about this field. So my yeah. advice is that for the government to be to put this into the curriculum from scratch so that people can be able to work with it from mm. childhood to adulthood and everything becomes simple. Because if a lot of people know about this from scratch from childhood, a lot of problems will be what solved. You get because like yeah. they're bringing with it. Like a child learning how to play football from from small. When it's 18, it will be a pro, like it will be a master pro in that field. You know, when we look at the, the African landscape. There's a lot going for us, you know, besides the minerals that we have, which we could use these automated car-like robots to do the digging for us and get out the gold and everything that we have, you know, even the mining. But besides that, when we talk about development, there's a lot going on now with climate change. And my belief is that we can also use technology, AI and robotics as well to, to manage a lot in that space. I think what springs to mind, even, even if we just want to contextualize it. If we look at, say, towns um, that are by the, the, the riverside, what happens when it, it rains? People lose their homes, their cars, everything because of floods. So mm-hmm. if we have things like this in place, number one, we can foresee when this is going to happen, kind of, not to exactly, the team. Exactly, yeah. And then have systems and processes in place and these robots in place that can help manage what's going on. But yeah. On the African continent, are we ready for that? Yeah, uh, well, we're actually ready for that. Uh, I, I, one of the problems of Africa right now, um, poverty. Poverty in these things, everybody is trying to get money. Take, for example, all these uh, movies in the American movie and um, British movies and everything. Now, yeah. if, if you want to release a, a, a movie, it can take them like a certain amount of years for them to release that movie because mm-hmm. they want something very, very unique and something very, very nice. But in Africa, because of the poverty rate now, you just want everything sharp. You want everything like very fast, fast, fast. And when you start doing things very fast and you're trying to do, solve some, solve a problem and do, building a robot very fast, you won't get that because what you're trying to chase is the money, you're not trying mm-hmm. to chase the, what, the solution and the problem. Yeah, yeah the problem and the solution. And if we keep doing this, the robot can break in the sense that we're not, we're not going to solve anything. We just will have money and we'll not solve anything. So it's better for us to be able to like get time and focus on this and leave money aside and say, okay, I want to achieve this goal. I want yeah. to do this that solve this. I want to do this that I need to do A, do A, A. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Hmm. So it's not just us identifying what the problems are and the kind of solution we need. 
but it's being actually ready to develop exactly. solutions so that they can last. You know, there's a long-term value attached to it rather than saying, okay, everybody's going into AI, everybody's building, they're building robots now to do X, Y, and Z. Let's quickly cobble up something together and then we have one and then it only works for a year or a couple of months and then nothing happens. It's a waste of time, money, and yeah. Well, there's a lot that we need to do, but I, I still believe that, you know, the African continent is fertile ground for this. There are a lot of smart people, a lot of smart people, talented people in Nigeria, like a lot of them, like a lot of people who work remotely from, from uh, Nigeria, the company in the US, and everything you get. And I also believe that if it's possible for all of us who have this idea about this technology to come together and build like a solution, like yes. a particular solution to solve something like without jumping, without chasing money, rushing, we can be able to put ourselves um, part of this map around the world. Yeah, Fantastic. Exactly. Oh, great. I'm so excited. And that takes me almost to my last question. So I know you and a couple of your colleagues as well and people in your field do a lot of working from home or remote working. How do you think that we can get the word out to a, a lot of, especially Nigerians, advise them on how to go about that? Yeah, um, the thing the thing about that now, for example, now talking about LinkedIn, LinkedIn is like a popular um, corporate um, social media network people use for like connections, work, and everything. Now, for example, now you build a project by okay. you posting that solution and using the hashtag and hashtag this that that yeah, they can like give you work, a test you on a job. Once I did mine, I got to post my I got to post my solutions and my work on LinkedIn, and I start getting um, getting recognized by high people in tech, people in the tech space. Instead, uh, send me DMs and give me work to do. Do you get mm-hmm. it? so? Yeah. You know, about things is that if you have a good solution, always publicize yourself. Always put yourself out there. Tell right. go your social media, upload your work. Go to all Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. I don't know. I don't use TikTok. But a lot of people use TikTok. TikTok and the rest. Then post your work. Then from there, and if you're posting your work, make sure your work you posted. That's why you're solving something, not just posting. Now I'm coding mm-hmm. today. I wrote five lines of code. What's the final line of code doing? Is this solving something? Is this yeah. solving something that somebody else can need? Because if, you, if the thing, the thing is that if you're solving something that somebody else needs, as a lot of people need, you get a lot of a lot of connections. You get a lot of people sending you messages, DMs for work, DMs, and if you can solve it, you can join the team. Solution. Oh. I always try to say is you have to anything you're doing, make sure it's solving what something. That's very key, and I really do agree with that because that's what people need. You know, they need. <laughs> Solution providers, there's a problem here. What solution can you provide? And once you can do that, and it's authentic, you know, it's yours, and they know that they can replicate that, then, you know, bang on. That, that's really good advice. And I hope that all our youth listening also imbibe that because that is the way forward now. There are jobs out there across the world. And once you, you have that talent, you have something to give, people will buy into that. So thanks so much for sharing that with us, Davis. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming to an end now. But before we close, I'd like to say, are there any words of wisdom you want to give before we say Yeah, um, on the last question you asked, you have some things to put down to. And um, also, if you're a developer right out there, uh, I always advise you to contribute to open source. Open source is the sense that, for example, now you have uh, open source uh, software like GitHub, in which you can have a lot of projects, a lot of people around the world. So you can actually contribute even by projects. For example, now you have someone that wrote a code that does something. You can check the code. If there's an error, you contribute to it. Because it's contribution, contribution to open source actually gives you connections, actually gives you a lot of things in the tech space. So okay. contribute to open source, what open source is. 
uh, ask for open source GitHub, your, your, your project that you can contribute to. Awesome. Again, a lot of, you know, maybe other developers, like you said, will go to, but not only that, CEOs, directors of companies can go to and see what's going on, what can he do, what can he provide, let's, let's bring him on board. So it's been a pleasure, it's been awesome speaking to you, and um, I'd like to say thanks for your time, I'm really, really excited about what the future holds for you. Um, I think one of the things I'm holding on to, yeah, you're welcome, is, is the youth. I like how you've inspired our youth to say, you know, wherever you are on this world, if you have a solution to a problem, voice it. Let people read about it. Let people know about it. And doors will open. So thank you. Thanks a lot for that. Thank and you thank very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yo, you are so welcome. Yo. So on that note, I'd like to say, do take care of yourself and don't be a stranger. Let's stay in touch. <laughs> thank you very much. God bless. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Sustainable Friends, for tuning into today's episode. And we hope you feel empowered and ready to develop economic, environmental, and social solutions that will bring about positive change in your communities for a better Africa and beyond. By the way, you don't have to wait until the next episode to chat with me. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's Act Africa and tell me one thing this episode has convinced you to start doing. Also, if you found this episode insightful, please make sure you leave a rating, subscribe to our show, and share with others who you think can implement solutions in Africa and beyond. Remember, we're all in this together. Until next time, let's act Africa 